illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, Ken into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Wojtnik, he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. Beach, how are you doing on this December evening? You know, it's it's a it's a beautiful day or beautiful night. You know, the the the, the what is it? The planets are aligned. You can't tell crap because um, it's all raining like cats and dogs outside. Absolutely, typical Oregon weather. Yeah. So usually, like when we have an eclipse, same kind of thing. But it is the so, shortest day of the year. It is. So, so it's just going to get better from here on exactly. out. Exactly. From here on out, we get more daylight. So anyway, yeah, not much else going on. And as we record this, done. as what? we record this, mm-hmm. 257 days until the Beavs kick off against Purdue in West Lafayette, Indiana. That's awesome. There you go. And I know, I know, um, Kurt and little Dave and his, and their dad are planning on being there. Really? All things considered. Yeah. As long as there's no travel restrictions and that kind of stuff isn't going on. There's no, yeah you know, attendance restrictions, but yeah, they're playing. That's one they've been planning on forever because uh, their dad Ooh. taught back there. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think well, Kurt exciting. spent the first couple of his years of his life in, in Indiana. Hmm. So. And that, isn't that where uh, Mike Pence came from? Was he Indiana or Ohio? I don't know. For some reason I kept thinking Indiana. Yeah, you never think of Indiana. You know, it's not one of those, uh, States that really jumps out at you. Mike Pence is from Governor of Indiana. You are right. There we go. Look at that. And served six terms in the U.S. House of Representatives. Hmm. 
I did not know that. I'll be doggone. So there you go. Did he have a radio show? For some reason, I thought he had a radio show. That's where he became most well-known. But maybe I'm just, you know, I could be smoking crack. I do that a lot. Uh, I don't know. It didn't say. This goes back to, he was at the house from 2001 to 2013. So he might have. I don't know. Interesting. Well, yeah. a little side note there. Anyways. Well, Beach, uh, you ready for show number 156? 156. Yep. So, uh, episode over, 17 over of this season nine. Season nine. Nine years, 156. Good God. Yeah. And uh, 17 episodes this season already alone. That's a lot. Yeah. A little bit more than we normally do because normally we're done by now. And we're just waiting mm-hmm. for bowl games. Because uh, we kind of started early, didn't we? Well, we started about where we would start. Oh, but we but, but we started without well, the out beaver games, and then we exactly. carried on through the beaver games. Gotcha, exactly, gotcha. which went a little bit longer than normal. And normally we don't do them um, after the – we do one after the Pac-12 championship, which is normally a week or two earlier. Mm-hmm. But we've been kind of catching up. So, And hell, Beach, you know, they had a bowl game tonight. Really? Yeah. What what game did they miss? Um, it was the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Was that played in Myrtle Beach, Billy? Uh, yes. Between uh, Appalach- between nine and three Appalachian State, and four and six North Texas. Well, I guess they would have been eight and three Appalachian State and four and five North Texas. How did how did they get a bowl game being at four and five? Is because there's no requirements for going to a bowl game this year. Nothing at all. Nothing. An invitation. That's the only requirement. Hmm. Yep. Did they cut a lot of the bowls? A lot of bowls have uh, dropped, yes. Okay. Are they, and I don't mean to sound stupid here, but when they drop these bowls, does that mean that they're not coming back or are they just No, they're high? planning a lot. Of, most of them are planning on coming back next year. But, okay. Um, some of them well, – some of them were stopped because there's just no way that they can do what they want to do. First of all, for for the well, we can just I was going to go on this later, but we can talk about it right now. For the teams yeah. that are going to the bowls, um, it's not a normal bowl experience. You're not going mm-hmm. in a week before and going through all the events and going to different meet and greets, and you it, know what I mean. It, it's pretty much just a wham bam. It's thank you. going in the day before the game, playing the game, and leaving. Gotcha. Because most places, well, and a lot of them, you know, you're not going to have fans in the stands in a lot of these places. Mm-hmm. Um, I know San Diego canceled theirs because you can't have any fans there, and you know the the teams aren't coming in and doing anything. So some of them have just said, "Screw it, we're not doing. We've canceled the bowl this year." A few of them are still doing it, um, and they've had to extend um, a number of. Uh, bowl bids to teams that do not have good records. Really? Yeah. If you think North Texas is bad, oh geez, let me see. I want to think what is Mississippi State's? Let me see the schedule here. Mississippi State's is horrible. They are. I want to say they're two and seven. Gonna, they're like, gonna, dude, bowl game. And Mississippi State, here, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl on Thursday, December 31st, so New Year's, number 24, Tulsa. So number 24 ranked Tulsa versus Mississippi State, and Mississippi State is 3-7. and seven. 
So there you go. And that's not the worst one. I mean, there's there's a bunch that are not good. Arkansas is in, and they are three and seven. The SEC, like every SEC team, if they were offered a bowl, they went. Mm-hmm. So that's why you've got Mississippi State, you've got Arkansas. I mean, they'll have the the most bowl teams ever, probably. But let's see. Um, so the military bowl has been canceled. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl has been canceled. The Independence Bowl has been canceled. The L.A. Bowl is canceled. The New Era Pinstripe Bowl in New York is canceled. And we said the Military Bowl is canceled. Um, The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl is canceled. Like Kellogg's? Yeah. The Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl is canceled. The Red Box Bowl is canceled. The Hawaii Bowl is canceled. The Bahamas Bowl is canceled. The Holiday Bowl is canceled. The Quick Lane Bowl is canceled. And the Las Vegas Bowl is all canceled. Wow. And that said, there were still a lot of teams that turned down bowl bids. Because I think because it's not a normal experience mm-hmm. and because you're asking these players to now quarantine, basically, for another few weeks. During their holiday season. Exactly. And they can't go see any family. They can't do anything. And I I think there's a lot of teams just done. Well, I was going to say, and I don't think it's going to make you any more attractive to the scouts at this point if it's your your senior year. No, and I think the players themselves are just burned out. Yeah. You know, burned out from everything. So that's why I think you've seen like a lot of, you know, Stanford said we're not going to a bowl. USC said we're not going to a bowl. Uh, A bunch of schools. UCLA said we're not going to a bowl. So, so which Pac-12 teams are even going? Uh, there's only two. Hmm. Only two. And we will talk about those when we get there. Okay. So the purpose of illegal participation is for us to talk river sports, tailgating, and anything else we find interesting every week and just generally screw around. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and most any other podcatcher. If you want to get in touch with us, HeinrichTailgator, gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, and HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. Beach, would you like to get into some Beaver Sports News? Oh, Billy, I'm just sitting here titillating about it. What do we got? Well, Beach, first up, we've got some women's gymnastics news. Dude, dude, I love women's gymnastics. It's like my favorite sport. There you go. We haven't even talked about women's gymnastics. We haven't talked hardly about anything because most sports haven't played, but we do have some women's gymnastics. And I don't get into a lot of the recruiting news. So like wrestling, sign some wrestlers, uh, women's basketball, sign some players, uh, football, sign players, baseball, sign players. I just don't get into that because until Mm -hmm. the players are actually here and on campus and ready to go, I just don't like talking about that much. Gotcha. I'll talk about it a well, little bit. We've but... seen a lot of them reverse, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. And so yeah. until they're here and, and actually getting ready, I don't find a lot of uh, use in talking about them. Um, okay. Sometimes a little bit, but with those other sports, not really. So, Beach, the Oregon State gymnastics team will open the 2021 season ranked number 13 in the nation according to the Women's Collegiate Dim- Gymnastics Association preseason poll, which was released last Thursday. Now, the Beavs ended the shortened 2020 season ranked number 15. Oregon State will bring back 2020 All-Pac-12 honorable mentions Caitlin Yanish and Maddie Dagan, both of whom have earned all-conference honors on multiple occasions. Yanish also earned All-America honors on the floor exercise in 2018 and 2019. 
Wow, cool. Yep. Now, Beach, the Beavs will announce its 2021 season at a later date. <laughs> See if they can do it. Do they have to do it with masks on? Probably. I don't know since they're out there by themselves. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, have they? But basketball, they don't, correct? No, basketball, they don't. Hmm. Yeah. Probably so, wouldn't work anyway, but probably doesn't work at all anyway. Anyway, so. Yeah. All right, Beach, we have a little women's basketball news. Okay. How is Ruick and the ladies? Yeah, not good. The number 21 Oregon State women's basketball team suffered a road defeat last Saturday afternoon as the Beavers fell to Washington State 61-55 to in Pullman. Now, Taylor Jones finished with 13 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 blocks, going 6-for-8 from the floor. Freshman Sasha Goforth tallied 14 points, 4 assists, and 3 blocks, while Aliyah Goodman went for 14 points, 3 rebounds, and 2 steals. Now, Ellie Mack finished with 8 points and 8 rebounds. Now, as a team, Beach, Oregon State shot 46% from the floor while holding Washington State to 33% shooting. A lot of it was turnovers. Mm. Just turnovers and taking taking care of the ball. But then, Beach, on Sunday, the Oregon State women's basketball team paused all team activities due to a confirmed case of COVID-19. As a result, Monday's game at Washington was postponed indefinitely. And additional information on the status of other upcoming Oregon State women's basketball games will be provided at a later time. And, Beach, I believe, last I heard, the women were still in Pullman. Now, this is of Monday afternoon. Wow. Yep. So I don't know if they're just going to make them quarantine in their hotel room or what, but they're still up there. Hmm. So not good. And just today, Beach, the women fell out of the uh, basketball top 25 pool. Well, that sucks. Yep. Well, you start, what, one and three in the Pac-12? It's kind of to be expected. Yeah. So, right, uh, let's move on to a little bit of men's basketball. Okay. Ethan Thompson scored 22 points. Oregon State rallied late to beat University of Texas San Antonio 73-61 last Wednesday. Now, UTSA scored the first 13 points of the game. They held a 34-30 advantage at the break and led for much of the second half. But Oregon State took a 53-52 lead on Zach Reichel's basket with 5.28 to go, starting an 11-2 run to make it 62-54 at the 151 mark. The Beavers had a two-possession lead the rest of the way. Now, in its previous three games, Beach, Oregon State had second-half leads of 10 points at Washington State, 11 against Wyoming, and 8 against Portland, but weren't able to hang on to any of those. Now, Jared Lucas and Werith Altiche each scored 13 points for the Bees, and Reichel added 10. All right. So, Beej, uh, and this will already be on once this comes out, but the Beavs play uh, host to Portland State Tuesday night. Hmm. So when this airs. When, when this, this airs, air. it'll be over, yeah. Now, that okay. game was just added within the last few days to replace the contents the Beavs had against Santa Clara that was scheduled for Wednesday, December 23rd at Gill Coliseum. So just getting the local team to come in and play. Kind of like earlier, kind of like earlier in the season when they were kind of having a little tournament and the one team dropped out, so the Beavs played Cal in a non-conference game. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. It, it makes me wonder though how you 
kind of evaluate all these teams when you have it's it's you can't guarantee that everybody played the right teams to have a fair comparison. It, there is no fair comparison this year, Beach. We'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, it's in all have sports. Wins and losses. We'll get into it, it in all really... sports. Yep. And Beach, the Beavs did have a game scheduled on Sunday the twentieth against uh, USC, but that game was postponed due to COVID nineteen issues within the Trojans program. Freaking dirty Trojans. So uh, the pack will work with USC and Oregon State to attempt to find a mutually agreeable date to reschedule the game. Hmm. So there you go. Are they being tested daily? Uh, they're being tested two or three times a week, I believe. And we're talking the one where they scrape your brain, right? Yeah, but they don't really – well, they might be doing the spit. I don't know. I'd hope it's spit because I don't think my, my brain could handle that many – It's not that bad. Times poked with a damn Q-tip. It's not that bad. It's not scraping your brain. It's just it's just up your nose. I know it's a long ass stick. It's they don't jam it all the way up there, Beach. I've done it twice. Really? Yes, it's not that big a deal. Well, I mean, is it is it pleasant? No. Does it hurt? No. Is it uncomfortable? Mildly. Okay. It's not even you know mildly at best. It's not that big a deal. I had to do mine myself twice. It's not that big a deal. I do it to myself all the time, and I don't, yeah. And that's not that big a deal either. Not a big deal for whoever's doing it. Wow. <laughs> you know what? You should have been saved by that uh, teletap I hear going behind you. Oh, yes, yes. If Hold you, on, if you heard that a little bit quicker, you know, you would have saved yourself some embarrassment. Okay, hold on, hold on. Billy. Yes, Beach. This just in. Oh, hold on. Got to read this one. Gosh, damn it. What the fucking hell? You freaking Huskies. All you had to do was show up. Take some fucking Tylenol for Pete's sake. And you, USC, and your stupid men of Troy. Where the fuck were you on Saturday? How did you lose to those shit green and yellow motherfuckers? You had one fucking job. One fucking job. It ain't that fucking hard. Even the beefs beat the sons of bitches. <laughs> you hear me? Even the fucking Oregon State Beavers beat them. What the fuck is wrong with you? Now these fuckers are going to the Fiesta Bowl. The fucking Fiesta Bowl. The only bowl the Ducks should be going to is the Cheerios with milk and a big old turd from yours truly. You are all pieces of <laughs> And this has been your Heinrich Tailgater update from YouTube. Wow. Wow, Beach. That is going to have a record for the amount of bleeps in it. God dang it. Wow. I just... One job, Billy. I, I agree, Beach. So are you now ready to go under further review for week number seven in the Pac-12? After further review, the runner did cross the line. The Touchdown! Yes, let's let's do this. Because honestly, I again, I'm working all the time. I didn't see crap this weekend. Okay. Well, going into this week in our predictions, you were in third place at 14 out of 27. I was in second place at 15 out of 27. And Kyle, I hate you, Kyle, was in first place with 16 out of 27. Kyle kind of came out of nowhere, didn't he? Well, it's because you guys wanted to start all over after I was kicking both your asses. <laughs> the first, like, six weeks or seven weeks of the season, I was destroying both of you. 
And then the Pac-12 started, was... and you guys are both, oh, let's get rid of the first games, and we're only going to do with the Pac-12 because that's all the can. It's like it was, It's like Dallas from back in the 80s when they had that whole sequence where Bobby was dead. It was all a dream, and it didn't matter. Yeah. Well, it mattered to me. So I was destroying uh, probably both of you. Probably mattered to Patrick Duffy, too, but you know he came back, and he yeah. was fine. So, Beach, we had one, two, three, four, five, six games on the schedule when we did our picks last week. Okay. And then by the time the next morning rolled around, we were down to five games. And that was because Washington at USC, which was supposed to be the Pac-12 championship game, Washington had to back out because of COVID problems, which meant the number two team in the North. What's, what's, the, number one, what's the number one rule, Billy? You never pull out. There you go. Well, they pulled out and then Oregon backed in to that spot. So the team that really got screwed in all this was Colorado because Washington was supposed to play Colorado and Colorado got stuck with no game. So if Colorado would have played, they could have gone in? No, because they were in the South. Oh, okay. And they had one loss, even though it wasn't to USC. They never played USC. That sucks. They had lost to Utah the week before. So, and are they one of these teams that is or isn't taking the bowl game? Or we, we'll get to we'll that. get to that. But anyways, okay. so Colorado got stuck with nothing. Also, the Cal Arizona game was uh, canceled due to COVID problems. So both those teams couldn't field a team. So Colorado got screwed. Oregon lucked out, and Arizona State or Arizona and Cal did not play. So Beach, you know, it, it's got me worried in the next few, you know next season. When COVID's through, and then we're like, "Oh my God, somebody's got the sniffles!" Oh, we're gonna cancel the game. I know. So it's anyway. gonna be interesting. All right. Yeah. All right, Beach. Have, have we had any college players die yet from COVID? I haven't heard of any college students dying from it yet. Mm-hmm. Are student athletes? I definitely know student athletes. Mm-hmm. If there was one, I'm sure we'd hear about it in a heartbeat. Probably. Yeah. Pump up the narrative. Okay, keep going. Mm-hmm. But I haven't heard that. And I don't want to hear it, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyways, first up, Beach, we had the Pac-12 championship on Friday. We had Oregon at USC. And so I called you guys up to see mm-hmm. if you guys were switching anything. Who'd you take? I'm pretty sure I stuck with USC. You did? I took USC and so did Kyle. One job. One freaking job. Well, Beach, quarterback Anthony Bound threw two touchdown passes in his unusual Oregon debut. Jamal Hill made his second interception with 247 to play, and the Ducks won their second straight Pac-12 title with a 31-24 victory over number 13 Southern California. Now, Oregon defensive end Kayvon Thibodeau, the game's MVP with five tackles and a sack, jauntily wore two hats during the postgame party to symbolize the Ducks' two championships. Tyler Shook also threw two touchdown passes for the Ducks, who claimed the Pac-12's New Year's Six bowl berth despite having more losses than USC, Washington, or Colorado. The Trojans were one win away from an unbeaten regular season before the Ducks took charge with a superb defensive effort and timely offense throughout the night. Now, USC quarterback Keaton Slovis passed for 320 yards with two touchdowns, but also threw three interceptions. And the Trojans' perfect season ended with their fourth loss and their last five meetings with Oregon. 
Now, the sophomore quarterback also had x-rays on his shoulder after the game. Now, USC fell behind 14 to nothing in the opening minutes after two interceptions from Slovis led to TD drives by the Ducks. And unlike every other game this season, the Trojans were never able to catch up. You know, when I, when I heard they were down, um, I thought, oh, you know, the Trojans, they're always a, a second-half team anyway. You know, yeah. But honestly, the Ducks are usually pretty solid through the second half as well, but... Mm-hmm. I just was figuring that the Trojans had a shot. Yeah. So, but wearing two hats, really, at this point, I mean, I don't even know if I would. And granted, thank God it's not the Rose Bowl. Yeah. But I, I don't I know still if think, I'd be in considering my, it a, 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 a Pac-12 championship. Yeah. In my opinion, I really think Colorado should have played USC. I think they were the two best teams in the pack. Mm-hmm. And I, I know they wanted a North-South matchup, but screw it. Put the two best teams against each other. Yeah, because, I mean, Oregon, I mean, to go in there by default, like I said, if, if, yeah, I don't know. It's just crap. I agree. I think it was horrible. And, and but again, to wear two hats to, to, to gloat about it, yeah, you're not really gloating about much. Well, and... and a uh, mediocre team at best. Well, and USC had the ball and was driving, and then they threw the, the pick late. So I thought they were going to pull the damn thing out. But weren't able to. So none of us got the win there. Up next, Beach, all the other games were on the 19th on Saturday. The Arizona at Cal game was canceled. So up next, we had Washington State at Utah. Who'd you take? Ooh. I think I took the Cougs on that one. Did I not? You did. Kyle and I, however, took Utah. Does that mean I did good? Utah quarterback Drew Lisk. Helped rally Utah to a 45 to 28 victory over Washington State on Saturday. I hate you. His final stat line so doesn't much. pop out of the box. He threw for 152 yards in relief of usual starter Jake Bentley. But Lisk's composure and confidence in leading the offense helped the Utes erase a 21 point halftime deficit. Now, along with Lisk, Ty Jordan and Britton Covey played critical roles in the second half rally. Jordan ran for 154 yards and three touchdowns. Covey added a career-high 134 yards and a touchdown on six catches. Now, Utah outscored Washington State 38 to nothing in the second half to notch his third straight victory to end the 2020 season. Now, for Wazoo, Jaden Delora threw for 204 yards, a touchdown, and an interception to lead the Cougs. Max Borgie added 95 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Now, Washington State closed the 2020 season with its third straight loss to end the season 1-3. and three. Wow. Means their only win over the Against Beavs. Against the Beavs. Yep. But they only played four games. They missed three games uh, during the season. So Kyle and I got the win there. You, however, did not. Up next, Beach, we had Stanford at UCLA. Hmm. Ooh. I think, again, I had this written down somewhere, but I've been doing some cleaning. Um, did I take Stanford on this one? No, t- you, you took UCLA. Uh, Kyle and I each took Stanford. Okay, and am I going to get screwed on this one again? One overtime touchdown followed another Saturday night at the Rose Bowl. UCLA matching Stanford's improbable play for improbable play until the Bruins elected to go for two and the win on a two-point conversion in the second overtime. Now, Beach, that was a familiar situation for UCLA coach Trip Kelly who has shown a tendency to run up the middle on fourth and short plays this season despite negligible success in those situations. Kelly initially called for a pass on the two-point conversion, but that led to a do-over after offsetting penalties. Running back Britton Brown took the handoff and charged up the middle. He needed three yards to reach the end zone. 
He got two before running into a wall of defenders and getting dragged down among a pile of bodies. Now, it was the second consecutive deflating feat for the Bruins, a 48-47 setback in double overtime that gave them a third consecutive losing season under Kelly and muffled all of the enthusiasm generated by a second-half rally in which they'd scored 31 unanswered points against Stanford. Now, a victory appeared assured for UCLA with five and a half minutes left in the quarter after Bruins cornerback Jay Shaw returned his team's third interception of the game, 39 yards for a touchdown, to provide a 34-20 lead. But Stanford rallied furiously to force overtime, benefiting from backup quarterback Chase Griffin's fumble on a botched exchange and a controversial fourth down spot that went the Cardinals' way. Now, Stanford quarterback Davis Mills tied the score after lofting a 21-yard touchdown pass to Simi Fihoko with 18 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Now, Fihoko was a game-long nuisance for the Bruins, finishing with 16 catches for 230 yards and three touchdowns, including a 14-yard scoring catch for his team's touchdown in the second overtime. UCLA quarterback Mo Osling said there was never any consideration to double-team Fihoko. Hmm. So it was a good game, but at the end of it was going on during the Beaver game, so I was kind of flipping back and forth. So Kyle and I got the win there. You, however, did not, Beach. Now, there was also the Oregon-Colorado game. Obviously, that game got canceled. So, one game left on the night, Arizona State at Oregon State. You know, I wonder how they're doing, like, bets in Vegas on this kind of stuff. I think they just have to make those a push and just wash them out. Yeah, or or it makes you wonder if you can bet on the fact that there's even going to be a game. You you might be able to. Who knows? (laughs) Well, hell, and if that one game – I mean, that one game was canceled – like 90 minutes prior to kickoff. Wow. Well, you, a couple you, weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, they'll bet on anything if you make a buck on it. Yep. So, Beach, Arizona State at Oregon State. All three of us took the beeves. Of course we did. Arizona State quarterback Jaden Daniels passed for a touchdown and had two of Arizona State's six rushing touchdowns in the Sun Devils' 46-33 victory over Oregon State on Saturday night. Now, following a 70-7 blowout of rival Arizona, the Sun Devils' offense was explosive once again in the season finale, amassing 514 total yards. Rashad White had 158 of the Sun Devils' 375 yards rushing on just 13 carries, including runs of 51 and 55 yards. Daniels' 53-yard touchdown run early in the third quarter gave the Sun Devils a 33-15 lead. Now, Jack Coletto, who the Beavers often utilized at quarterback in short yardage situations, scored on an 11-yard run to cut the lead to 33-21 midway through the third quarter. But the Sun Devils came right back and scored on White's 45-yard run to extend the lead to 40-21. Oregon State stayed within striking distance on Chance Nolan's 24-yard touchdown pass to Treshawn Harrison late in the third quarter, cutting that deficit to 40-27. But wide receiver Ricky Pearsall scored on a 29-yard reverse early in the fourth quarter to give Arizona State a 46-27 advantage. Now, the Beavs made too many mistakes and gave up too many big plays to avoid ending the season on a three-game losing streak. Running back Jamar Jefferson finished with 103 yards rushing on 24 carries, while Nolan was 9 of 23 passing, for 114 yards and two touchdowns with an interception. So Nolan Nolan wasn't sharp. He also had receivers drop a number of balls they should have caught. They just they just didn't seem to like have it together. Offensively, no, and defensively, I know people were really pissed off defensively. Um, the Beavs were missing Avery Roberts, one of their two stud linebackers, mm-hmm. and I think that was very apparent. 
Um, they kept running away from Omar Spates. Omar Spates is their other stud outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, Avery Roberts two weeks ago had 20 tackles, you know, in a game. Oh, yeah. Um, Omar Spates has been tearing it up. So with with Avery Roberts down, they just kept running to the right. Um, and I don't like calling players out by name, so I'm not going to. But the backup that was on that side to me definitely looked slow, and he was no Avery Roberts. Gotcha. Is he a freshman? And, uh, a freshman or a sophomore. I can't remember which, but also too, that defense was missing five starters. They were missing both oh. cornerbacks. It's amazing. We could field a team. Yeah, it was, they were missing a lot of guys. And what to me really looked bad was experience and just lack of speed, mm. lack of speed. So there's a couple of times where a guy could get a hand on him, but he was not in position to make a play. Yeah, you touched him. Yeah, you kind of got an arm on him, but you're not in position to make a play. Yeah, you're going to get thrown off. So, yeah. But the Beavs kept battling. You know, they threw a touchdown with no time left on the uh, on the clock. Um, the backup quarterback came in and threw a touchdown so, pass. So, it was so a nice like, pass like, and a great catch. So, like, just like in all the previous games, they never gave up. Never gave up. They kept playing. They kept playing, which, which I appreciate. Because over yeah. the last few seasons, well, before Jonathan Smith got there, I saw plenty of give up. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, it was just, well, and think, and then they're, they're not giving up and it's not even in front of the fans really. No, there ain't no fans in the stadium. No, there's no, nobody there. So they, they played hard. Um, like I said, they scored a touchdown on the last play of the game. So literally the last play of the regular season in 2020, the beef scored a touchdown. <laughs> so, and Coletto looked great. He kept running for, for good yards. And, you know, he scored two touchdowns, had a two point conversion. They looked great. So, and the Beavs had a great um, fourth down play, um, a fourth down kind of a trick play. So they were fourth and short, maybe about a yard, and maybe two yards. And they didn't call Coletto in for that game because they kept bringing him in on fourth and short, and he would mm-hmm. just pick it up. And there was a couple times they need a yard, he'd pick up twelve. Mm. He would just run up, cut, and you know pick up twelve yards. But so there's it's fourth and short, and they stood in the huddle, and then all of a sudden, as soon as they broke the huddle, they all ran up to the line and got in a really tight formation with one back in the backfield. Mm-hmm. And what they did was Nolan was under center, but he didn't have his hands down there, and he was kind of up on his tiptoes. Okay. And they snapped the ball between his legs to a wide receiver that was lined up as the running back. And they all okay. came down to block like they were going to run a wedge play because the way okay. – the way Nolan was up there in their tight. It looked like they were going to run a reg, especially when they only needed a yard. So it brought the mm-hmm. defense in. They snapped the ball all the way back. They kind of run a fake wedge play. And one of the outside tight ends blocked down for half a count and then released. And he was wide open, and they picked up like 46 yards. Seriously? Oh, it was a great play. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great play. I watched it, and I was like, what the hell? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, maybe that's the one Dad told me about. Probably, probably. It was a great play. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at work, and my, my phone rings, and I pick it up, and it's Dad. So I'm thinking it's like an emergency or something, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, rarely would he call me. And and I'm like, hello, hello. And, I'll, and then nobody's there. And he's like, did I call you? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, 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 that's, oh, you missed a great play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, so that was a great play. Um, the Beavs, here's the thing. None of this counts for eligibility. 
as far as this whole season. Oh, really? They're not even going to take any team. Is any eligibility? Wow. So if you want to stay one more year, you got it. Yep. Yep. So if you were granted a sixth year of eligibility, technically you have a seventh if you want to stay. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. I'm sorry. That's good. Mm -hmm. Hey, have you heard? um, There's some lawsuits going on regarding compensation. For players? Yeah. Well, yeah, that happened last year, and they're still going to figure it out. Well, is the Supreme Court getting to it now? Um, I don't know if they've gotten it yet. Okay. There's possible. I I read somewhere earlier this week that the the, court's going to have to rule on it. I don't think so because the NCAA already had a – we talked about this last year, Beads. The NCAA had a committee that made a recommendation that something needs to be done. What exactly they didn't Mm -hmm. specify. But they will work something out. They're going to have to. Okay, well – yeah, but I think something's getting up to the Supreme Court this year. It might. Or in the near future. But anyways, so, um, yeah, it was just it, not a great beaver season other than they beat the Ducks. It's, so that's a well, success. If the game if, – if the season doesn't matter for pretty much anything and we get our banner hung up on the Kaiser Station train, that's all that matters to Every me. Every time I drive by that son of a gun, I smile. Well, you know, and especially the fact that there's a beaver store in that mall. Exactly. So the damn rights there should be a, a banner out front. Exactly. So, so let's hope it's, let's hope they they just happen to keep updating it with the same orange and black colors every year and get us a new look. Mm-hmm. So that's what I hope. All right, Beach. So none of us won the game there. So Kyle and I each picked up two wins on the week out of the four games. Mm-hmm. And I sucked. Yeah, you didn't pick up any wins. Oh, I'm a big suck. So after. Week seven, you are at 14 out of 31. I am at 17 out of 31. And Kyle, I hate you, Kyle, is at 18 out of 31. And we will pick the bowl games. Okay. But you are mathematically eliminated. Because there's no way I can win. No, because Kyle's at 18 and you're at 14. You can't even catch me. You're you're dead last. <laughs> Fuck you, what? <laughs> so anyways. All right. So, Beach, uh... Next up, we have the Pac-12 in the polls. Uh-huh. These, these are the polls that came out. Um, in the AP poll, USC is in at 21. Oregon is in at 25. Washington and Colorado are in the others receiving votes category. In the USA Today coaches poll, USC is in at 19. And Oregon, Colorado, Washington, and Utah are in the others receiving votes category. Now, Beach, in the playoff poll, which is the one that means everything. Mm-hmm. USC dropped four spots to finish at number 17. And Oregon finished at number 25. Nice. So we're going to get to this week's picks because there's only two. And um, so there's only a couple bowl games that uh, there's only two Pac-12 teams that are going to bowl games. And most of the other teams that were eligible all said we're not going to play. Oregon State for what it's worth before the uh, Arizona state game had said, they're not going to play in a bowl game. They, they just declined right off the gate. They just, they were just declining. And I think it's just because of, we'll just call it COVID fatigue. No, I just laughed though. It's like before anybody of you offers us anything, just telling you right now, you can give us the greatest bowl in the world. We're not going to play it. Yeah. Ended <laughs> up two and five. So. National championship? No, no. Well, Lord that, that one was off the table. The other ones weren't. <laughs> so, so be the two bowl games. First up, 
on the 29th, the Valero Alamo Bowl. And, what is Valero? Uh, uh, it's a uh, gas. Oh, gas okay, company. not up here, but down there. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So Tuesday, December 29th. So next week, we have Texas versus Colorado. I'm now, I, I, Colorado. Hold on. Before you say anything, I will tell you oh, that okay. I'll give you Kyle's picks first. Okay. Kyle says the stars at night are big and bright, and so Texas wins. I, however, mm. am going to try and beat Kyle, so I am taking Colorado. I'm taking Colorado, and I have I don't really care. I don't really give a damn. Yep. <laughs> then the other game, Beach, Saturday, January second, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, Oregon versus Iowa State. Now the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, when we were down there for the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, they give us free Tostitos everywhere. Do you think if you mm-hmm. go down for the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, they'll hand out Playstations? Well, you know, the PlayStation 5s, I hear people are fighting over those suckers. Yeah, they're hard to find. You know, maybe they should have stopped uh, sponsoring bowl games and actually put it in their production line to make enough for those people because it's getting violent out there. Yeah. Not like it's a Cabbage Patch Kid or something. Yeah. All right, Beach. Kyle says, Iowa State's coach takes some volume, calms down, and isn't screwed over by officials. So he's taking Iowa State. Did you see that Iowa State coach go nuts? I did. Now, while he did go nuts, I don't think he got screwed by the officials. I think his freaking center needs to learn how to snap. Well, I agree. Both those plays, right? Um, mm-hmm. First of all, the his uh, best defensive player was booted out of the game on the second play from scrimmage because of the because of a targeting call. And, and and I think it was a good call. It was a good call. It was um, regrettable. He was going in mm-hmm. good and hard, and the guy just came down low. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that you're getting booted out because the other guy was making a play that put himself in a more vulnerable position. Yeah. But that's the way it's going to go. And yeah. that's the way they're going to they're gonna err on that side of making that call. Does it suck? Yeah. Yes. And, and I Should think he might have been able to pull out a little well, bit. Well, and he had his head you know, down. Pull back. He had his head but. down. Yeah, he had his head down. And he, mm-hmm. yeah, did he hit him with the, with his shoulder? Yes. But you hit him right in the head and neck. Yeah. Which yeah. is exactly what they're trying to stop. So, and then the other point, yeah, where, uh, the Iowa state coach got pissed off because they had fourth and short and, and they Texas, were trying to draw them off sides and Texas was draw, jumping off sides, but they never made contact. Yeah. And got back. And, so, and, and, and the center would not snap the ball. If he was snaps the ball, any of those times it's, it's, uh, offsides. Yeah. I mean, where, where was his, I mean, did, I mean, I, and I don't mean to, I'm not a center. I don't play football, but you know, there's certain things that you just do. Mm-hmm. And to me, when especially, you are a my thing center, is, well, my thing is you snap, you snap the ball when somebody's offside, especially when that's what they were trying to do. Exactly. Right. They were doing the hard count and trying to get, um, Texas to jump. And when you see that out of, out of your peripheral vision, you got to snap the ball. Yeah. And now I, he might have not seen one that it. was way out on the on the on the outer edge. It was basically like a cornerback jumping. But when there was that well, one guy over the guard that jumped, mm-hmm. you got to snap the ball on that one. And that guy well, damn near made I, contact. And well, and I think the quarterback had happy feet too. Was part of the problem. Yeah. He he kept. I, I feel like he was. But he uh, can't he can't back up, or that's considered a false start. Really? Well, he, he just can, he, he just can, didn't seem to me like he was. He can bob his he head. He was more focused on looking at the guys instead of, you know, he should be doing what he needs to do, and the center needs to do what he needs to well, do. Well, what what happens? What, ha- what to me? What should have happened is when that guy jumped, the the quarterbacks also got to goose the center. Okay. To get him to snap the ball. 
So yeah. Anyway, so Kyle's taking Iowa State. I I'm taking Oregon. Who are you taking, Beach? Um, I'll take Iowa State. See, Kyle wins no matter what there, because if Oregon, if Colorado wins, he's like, fine, we're tied. If Oregon wins and I win it all, he's gonna be like, yeah, you won, but you took Oregon. <laughs> Tell you to take it. The there are the two semifinal games for the championship, the Rose Bowl game, which will pit number four Notre Dame versus number one Alabama. And the All-State Sugar Bowl, which will pit number three Ohio State versus number two Clemson. Now, what's interesting about this, Beach, is the Rose Bowl is not being played in the Rose Bowl. Because California doesn't let because you play there? Because they, they, they applied to try and get a waiver so family could come and watch from the stands. But they were denied. Wow. So... The Rose Bowl is moving. They are just freaking Nazis down there. They are. And so the Rose Bowl is moving to Arlington, Texas, to be played at Jerry's World. You know, Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. So what um so is this like the second time? Yep, obviously the first the time was during the war was during World War II, right after Pearl Harbor when they moved the Rose Bowl to uh uh Wasn't uh, back east? Yeah. And the Beavs played Duke. Okay. Was it back at Duke Stadium? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The Bees won. So the second time the Rose Bowl has been transplanted. So. Mm. And now we're, you know, well, I guess not Oregon's in it, but yeah. Um, okay. I'll so, take Alabama. Well, we're not picking those. Oh. I would take Alabama and Clemson. Okay. But, Beach, with that being said and done, this brings us into this week's Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the Week Award. Every week we like to discuss a person in college sports who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And this time, Beach, we're giving it to this whole stupid Division One football and the stupid championship playoff garbage. Okay. Because I think it's all Dude. bullshit. I'm a fan of the old ways where you just had the bowl games mm-hmm. and you weren't worrying about who did this or who did that. The Pac-10 played the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. and the Big, you know, the Big 12 played somebody else in the Orange Bowl and the SEC was in the Sugar Bowl, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's the way I liked it. Mm-hmm. And you just looked forward to those games and those games were the end of themselves. You weren't looking past that game, and there was no, you know, trying to decide who should be the top four teams to play. And everyone seems, well, why don't we go to eight teams? Why don't we go to 16 teams? Well, why don't we go to 32 teams? Because you can't. How many games do you want these football players playing? You know, every time you expand it out one, you're adding another week. How low are these teams going to be if they add three more games on? How many more injuries are you going to have? How long do you expect these guys to play? And as much as you want, well, we'll just get rid of one of one or two regular season games. Really? Because there's 120 other teams that don't want to lose a regular season game or two. Mm-hmm. You know, they all require that. And you got to look past football. Football's the money engine. It supports everything else. So every home game is every every game that they play yep. is important financially for every other sport. Exactly for the yeah. whole athletic department. 
But Beej, so like this this year with this whole thing, Texas A&M was left out of the college football playoff, but will look to extend its win streak to eight games when it takes on North Carolina in the Capital One Orange Bowl. The fifth the fifth ranked Aggies uh, are the first one loss SEC team to not make the playoff and will take on the Tar Heels. Uh, January 2nd uh, in Miami. Now, the Owens Bowl matchup is an unfamiliar one. North Carolina has never played in the bowl, and Texas A&M hasn't played there in 77 years. It'll also be the first two meetings between the programs. Now, another team that might um, have a gripe with its place and being kept out of the playoff is Cincinnati. The Bearcats went 9-0, and but playing an AAC schedule seemed to work against them. Cincinnati's uh, reward for an unbeaten regular season well, they get a date with the Georgia Bulldogs in Atlanta for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl on January 8th. Now, the college football playoff selection committee chair, Gary Barta, said the group still favored the Bearcats over fellow unbeaten group of five team, Coastal Carolina, who finished the season 11-0. But they felt that Cincinnati was just the better team. Now the Chantic- I, It's just, it feel, I, I feel that this, they, they, it, it, it made me warm and fuzzy. Yep. No. There's no. objective standards in, in, in sports, not subjective. Yeah. Well, and that at whole the, thing at here, the Beach. Day, it's not how we feel that the score was. It's what the score was. So, so Beach, so who, are, the record was. who, who are our four teams in the championship, right? Alabama, they, mm-hmm. beat, they, they beat Florida in the SEC championship game. They're undefeated. I think most people don't have a problem with that. I think they're 9-0 and or so, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Clemson. Who ended up, I believe, nine and one or ten and one. Um, their one loss was to Notre Dame, but they beat Notre Dame in their uh, in the ACC championship game. But Notre Dame's still in it. But Notre Dame's still in it. And not only did Clemson beat Notre Dame in that ACC championship game, they pretty much pounded them. It's like it's like Notre Dame gets a mulligan. Yep. Now you could say, well, Clemson lost to Notre Dame. True. That game was a lot closer, and Clemson was also without their quarterback. Not because he was injured, but because he had to quarantine. Was he was he positive? No, but the contract contact tracing said he had to sit. So arbitrarily, he had to sit. Right? He wasn't yep, sick. Yep. He wasn't hurt. He just had to sit. Now, Ohio State is in at number three, but they only played six games. Total including their championship game. You're not you're preaching to the choir. I just, yeah. I think the whole thing's BS. I, I do just too. Like, I just like a Pac-12 champion. Playing a Big Ten champion. Pure yep. and simple. As simple as that. Yeah. So and rather people than that say we need one, to... So rather than having one big national competition, we just divide it in. We have winners of the, the, the what? How many major conferences are there? There's five. Okay. So, well, we really should have six, and then we could have three top teams in the country. Well, you, you have five of the, the what they call the Power Five conferences, mm-hmm. and then there's the other five, which they call the Group of Five. Okay. So, and they're, you know, that's why Cincinnati's kind of pissed, and so is Coastal Carolina, because here are their two teams that are undefeated, and they're getting left out. Mm-hmm. You know, Coastal Carolina's 11 and freaking 0. Ohio State has played six games. It just doesn't make any sense. Nope. And I'm all for going back to the bowl games, getting rid of this whole playoff crap. It's all garbage. Yep. It's all subjective anyway. 
And it's all pushed by the bigger teams because they want bragging rights. And they so want more money. There's 90% of the other teams. And they that, want more uh, money. Don't really give a damn. Yep. And, and who do we have? We have two SEC teams, or we have an SEC team, two ACC teams, and a Big Ten team. And not that I think a Pac-10 or a Pac-12 team should be in there. I don't. But mm-hmm. it's just all garbage. So to this entire FCS championship playoff garbage people that pick everything it's all a bunch of crap and you get this week's jackass of the week anyways all right it just it irritates me every year i miss the bowl games bring back the bowl games i in my wildest dreams i want to see the beeves in the rose bowl not the Mm -hmm. championship game the rose bowl that's what i want to see and and the rose bowl Yep. The, the actual Rose Bowl, not not the the bowl that's acting as the Rose Bowl this year, because the Rose Bowl is not the Fiesta Bowl, because the Rose Bowl is being played, you know, for the championship. Cause, no, because being in the Rose Bowl. Yep. So, all right, Beach, it is now time for the musical interlude of the week, and it is your pick this week of oh, Christmas. Okay. Is it Christmassy? No, it's actually not. Didn't even think about that. Well, that's no fun. Now I feel like I should do it all over again. So. But it's current. How's that? You know, I guess. Again, I, what? I guess. Well, I mean, did you have a song you were thinking about for Christmassy booze drinking? I don't know. Why don't you have the Wassail song or something? Oh, I don't. I don't know. Here we come. A Wassail. It's, it's, uh, no. Okay, this is what I got. So today's song, um, I actually heard this one on the radio last week and thought it would be a great song uh, due to this year's theme. So we're going to start with the artist. It's Hootie. Well, no. not actually Hootie. Uh, the name Hootie and the Blowfish, Yeah, I, I had to figure this out, uh, is actually, they were nicknames of two friends of Darius Rucker. Okay. Who is the lead singer of the band. So he was in a, he was in a choir with them. Weren't they from South Carolina? Yes. Yes. So um, anyway, they started singing, they started, I think, singing cover songs and stuff. Uh, him and his buddies, and they just and they for some reason they named the band after his two friends in this other group. Where one of them they called him Hootie, and the other one they called Blowfish. Hmm. So, but neither of none of the people in the band were those two dudes. So, uh, Darius Carlos Rucker, born May thirteenth, nineteen sixty six, is an American singer and songwriter. He first gained fame as the lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist of rock band Hootie and the Blowfish, which he founded in nineteen eighty six at the University of South Carolina, along with Mark Bryan, Jim Sony Sonefeld, and Dean Felber. Uh, the band released five studio albums with uh, him as a member and charted six top 40 hits on the Billboard Hot 100. Rooker co-wrote most of the songs with the other members. Uh, so uh, Rooker co-wrote this track uh, over video chat with Ross Copperman, J.T. Harding, and Josh Osborne. Um, the song's title is a play on the words for BS, which is typically shorthand for bullshit. But Rooker's lyrics suggest the only BS he needs is beers and sunshine. Yeah. So here it is, released on August 6th, 2020. Darius Rooker singing BS, beers and sunshine.
around and play Gonna hit balls off the dock Kick back in my flip-flops Don't owe nothing to the lender Nothing spinning in the blender The only thing on my agenda Is beers and sunshine Bonfires in summertime Back porch nights in South Carolina Ain't nothing finer than me And my girls dragging up a little lighter Cause everybody's down in a world gone crazy Don't know how to fix it but I think maybe Turn on the good times, turn off the TV Yeah, the only BS I need is beers and sunshine A little buzzed and a little toasted We're gonna hang and have a little fun now Flying high like we'll never come down We're gonna go until we run out Our beers and sunshine Our bonfires in summertime Back porch nights in South Carolina Ain't nothing finer than me And my girl's striking up a little lighter Cause everybody's down in a world gone crazy Don't know how to fix it but I think Turn on the good times, turn off the TV Yeah, the only BS I need is beers and sunshine Beach, I, I thought so. Except it's, it's, it's pronounced it's, Rucker. Oh, is it Rucker? I'm sorry. Rucker, yeah. You say Rucker, that's like Coach Rucker. Oh, sorry. There's Rucker. Yeah, that's Rucker. okay. Rucker. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the first time I ever heard of Hootie and the Blowfish was when we were on the college program in 1994. Mm-hmm. And we got down well, to be the Walt, uh, Disney, be the Walt World. Disney World college program for people who don't know. Correct. We're on the college well, program. Yeah. We got down there, and at the time. Disney had kind of a nightclub-y area called Pleasure Island. We got down there in early September, and they were advertising for their New Year's Eve celebration that was at Pleasure Island. Mm -hmm. And they had a number of musical acts coming in, (coughs) most of whom I had never heard of. And the top two billing were, and I'm thinking, who the hell are these people? Cheryl Crow, Mm -hmm. no idea who she was, and Hootie and the Blowfish. So all I'm seeing is crows and blowfish. And I'm like, what in the heck? And that was early September. By the end of that fall, both Cheryl Crow and Hooting the Blowfish had hits that were charting, and I knew who they were. 
Oh, and they were, I mean, you couldn't, I remember taking the, uh, the Disney van around to get to our job places. Mm -hmm. And I swear, every time we hopped into it, Cheryl Crow's song was playing. All 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 I I want to do is have some fun. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But when we got there, I had never heard of either of them. You know, the other band that was growing. So taken, taken back a few years, 1994, um, uh, Green Day. Yep. Was, well, was I started hearing Green Day in ninety two, ninety three. Is that well? I I just remember hit a more more bigger time by by ninety four. Yeah, and then also, um, oh, um, here's Gwen a, Stefani and No Doubt. Here, uh, yeah, ninety four, ninety five, when we got back, yeah, um, yeah, and, and uh, Offspring in ninety four too, while we were down there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, crazy. You know, you look and it was like grunge and ska and punk. And folk, mm-hmm. and I, I would call uh, Hootie and the Blowfish maybe jazzy folk. A little bit, yeah. Uh, but you know, although really although Dar- Dar- Darius Rucker is now just a country star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's purely country. Well, it sounds to me like he's always loved music. Yeah, you know, and he's always but, considered himself more of a country fan. I think. Okay, but yeah, just just crazy that when you look at it, because you know, here going through the eighties, it was all. Uh, uh, heavy metal or, or glam rock or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Hair metal. And then, then grunge. Mm-hmm. And then really you think, you know, grunge kind of carried us on into the, the about 90, probably 93 ish. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you had all of that variety kind of pop up all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And that's not even going into also probably some of the hip hop that was, that was coming out at that time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway, well, little, little time travel at the Heiner tailgater back, uh, what, 40 years ago. No, no, 30, what? 30, 25, 26. Yeah, crazy. Yep. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, Beige, this will be our last show for 2020. Okay. And hopefully... we'll be back next year. Hopefully we'll have some shows in 2021. Good Um, Lord willing. Good Lord willing. And if there's actually some more uh, sports being played. Now, we won't probably do weekly shows, but we'll do try to do one or two a month. And we'll come back with a show after after uh, Christmas. So, you know, week or two I, after I, Christmas. Yeah, I really hope that we're able to uh, do a tailgater this year down for the baseball game. That would be great. I'd like to do one. That would be great. We will try. And that one may be kind of an easy one to do, too, mm-hmm. um, just because we could set it up. And we don't even have to go to the game. We can just yeah. set it up out there and do it in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know how hyped they would be on having people out there, but we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Yeah. Because, like, I doubt they would have let people in for to tailgate during football season. Did they block off the parking lot during the uh, I know there were people out at the at the uh, fairgrounds, but I don't mm-hmm. think there was anyone in the parking lots around the stadium. Gotcha. So, oh. Anything hard else, Beach? We through, hard to believe we went through a whole year without a tailgater at the stadium. I know. We, it we, was we did do you know, the, the tailgater at Greg's is probably the closest, or Greg and Ellen's is probably the closest we had yeah. to uh, a feeling of a tailgater. Exactly. So, so, anyway. It was good. It was good. So, anything else to add, Beach? Nope. Uh, just hopefully everybody has a, a happy, safe, and healthy Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, probably, and since we're not going to talk to you said we're going to be next year, so... Happy, have a safe and happy new year. Mm-hmm. Don't drink and drive. Yep. 
Yeah. And that's about all I got. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 156 of Illegal Participation. If you want to send a suggestion, comment, ask a question, HeinrichTailgaterGmail.com, at HeinrichTailgater on Twitter, HeinrichTailgater on Facebook. Remember, let us subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. And if you please could um, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, that really helps. Beach. Billy. It's been great. Been a fun. It's been a 2020, Billy. It has been a 2020. And as of right now, Beach. Yeah. We are 257 days away from kickoff of the 2021 season against the Purdue Boilermakers in West Lafayette, Indiana. Can I start the countdown now? You need to start the countdown now. Well, I'm not going to start it now. It's too damn early. That's a lot to do. <laughs> That's a lot to do. I've got my own personal countdown going, but the ones I post, we'll have to wait till sometime after the season's officially over for everybody. Okay, okay. But until then, let's have a great big Go Beavs. The Lockheed Martin Air Force. Uh, did, uh, did you like my rant? That was good. Yeah, I'm at the bleep a lot though. You're giving me a lot of work to do. Gosh damn it! What the fucking hell, you freaking huskies! All you had to do was show up, take some fucking Tylenol for Pete's sake, and you USC and your stupid men of Troy. Where the fuck were you on Saturday? How did you lose to those green and yellow motherfuckers? You had one fucking job. One. Job. It ain't that fucking hard. Even the beefs beat the sons of bitches. <laughs> you hear me? Even the fucking Oregon State Beavers beat them. What the fuck is wrong with you? Now these fuckers are going to the Fiesta Bowl. The fucking Fiesta Bowl. The only bowl the Ducks should be going to is the Cheerios with milk and a big old turd from yours truly. You are all pieces of <laughs> And this has been your Heinrich Tailgater update from YouTube. Wow. Wow, Beach, that is going to have a record for the amount of bleeps in it. God dang it. Wow. I just, one job, Billy. I, I agree, Beach. I like beer. <laughs>